It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip t-shirt, featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the crosser for the week of November 13th, 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, there are strange things happening in the neighborhood, the neighborhood of Hawkins, Indiana. Yes, we're going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 2, and that's uh, coming up at the second half of the episode, so if you haven't watched the second season, spoilers are abound, but later in the show. We've also got a little bit of news coming up, news and Stranger Things, it'll be fun. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! I want to go live in Ireland now. Apparently there's a coast of Ireland that's just on the, the patterns and... That's where crap shows up all the time. If it if it falls off of a shipping boat, it just and flushes it washes ashore there, and it just washes ashore there. Like a beach is made of uh, broken glass that have been worn down over the years, and uh, I don't know, Nikes and Lego pieces. Yeah, here's here's the lost uh, shipments of all of these things that you know. Do we have a topic, or are we just no. really all over the place? Who are we? What are we talking about? Who are we doing? What are we doing? We ta- started about my health. Yeah, and then we mortality. Were talking about vampires. the future and vampires and future cars. And future cars. I don't know. Well, uh, we have we have a topic. We can talk about things. Wait, wait. Can we talk about Stranger Things this uh, week? We absolutely can. Although first, I want to talk about your book. Oh, oh, oh you got, got it. Your book. What, yeah, well, it took Amazon a little bit of longer than intended, but uh, it did get to me. Yeah, I think some some people are still having a, a tough time, a, a tough go with the Amazon stock for some reason. But hopefully, it's people are hopefully getting the book sooner than later. Um, I don't know yeah, what the deal is. And, and people are loving it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I saw. Uh, I got one uh, two-star uh, Amazon review for uh, the book being too detailed. No, no, it was two stars for, yeah, being too detailed and the four-star for not being detailed enough or something like that. It was like, <laughs> which is it? I don't... Well, Amazon is like uh, uh, Olympic scoring. You can throw the, the high and the low out and then just go with the middle. Just go with the middle. To be... That's fine. I'll, this is great. I'll take the four stars. I'll take the, I'll take the median. Uh, I love it. But uh, well, that's good. I'm glad uh, you you get a special thanks in there because you you helped me out quite a bit on it, and uh, I, I, I ran, a, I ran a whole bunch of things by you. Like, is this cool? Is this stupid? Oh, what's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, okay. So what you're saying is I got a special thanks for all that. Like we just talked. I didn't realize I was helping with anything. I just thought that was us talking normally, but okay. Oh, well, I mean, I was yeah, I was exploiting you. I was exploiting your friendship <laughs> for oh, the purposes of this. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Paul Rudolph of the uh, Rudhoff. God, it took me 10 years just to spell his name right, poor uh, guy. Yeah, and, I know. And now I realize I don't know if I'm pronouncing I it right. Rudolph, but I mean, there's, Rudolph, no, but, uh, there's no L in there. It's Rudolph, I guess. Yeah. 
but uh, he reviewed it. He gave it his little, I have it, and here's my thoughts on it, and he genuinely seems to like it. He was a little baffled as to why he's in the special thanks, too. But I figure if you catalog the Ghostbusters phenomena for as long as he has and his deep I think you kinda automatically oh, get the credit I, in there somewhere. I mean I, I had to I had to use Spook Central because he had PDFs of books that I thought I had but I couldn't seem to find. Uh, like there was the, the the training manual, you know, the little one that you would get at the book fair that right. was like that little like Which is forty five album sized cover one. Because he mentioned it, he he mentioned that the book was reminiscent of uh, yeah. those the couple of those, and, and that's that's there the you funny go. thing. So yeah, so he mentioned he kind of latched onto that, and you know that was a big inspiration for things. But you know it's, uh, you know it, it. I know a lot of people looked at it as like, oh, it's a who's who. I think that's what Ghostbusters fans said, or or what one of one of the websites said. It's a who's who of the fandom community. And I was like, well, no, not really. It's actually it's the people that contributed to this, and and even the the few that were baffled as to why they were included you you know you contributed indirectly to things like you yeah. named this part or you had these plans up or you helped cultivate these details and you know there was a a, a whole lot of it's the hive mind you know uh, I, I think it even yeah. says uh, in the acknowledgments because i wanted to make sure that everybody knew it's this this is everybody's work uh i was just sort of the cult the, the person who sat there and put it into the book because everybody's really worked on this uh, for years and years and years so well, if anybody, yeah. if, if, I don't know if Paul listens or not, but even if he doesn't, if anybody's talking to Paul, let him know. That's why he was in the book. That's, yeah, I, I wrote on his wall uh, on Facebook just to kind of be like, hey man, you, you should give yourself credit. You've got this huge resource that uh, I think people take for granted sometimes. That, oh my God, I need that uh, that West End Games thing. Oh, I'll just look it up on Spook Central really quick. Yep, there it is. Great. Oh, it yeah, is. they said it was this. Yeah, I mean, it's you have everything at your fingertips. It's like being able to go to the Ghostbusters library uh, with the the click of a button. So um, imagine trying to yeah. do that book pre-internet. Oh my! It, impossible. Totally impossible. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have been all complete. I mean, and and the funny thing is, so I think in Paul's review he said, you know, it kind of reads like a stereo manual because there's all these details and technical jargon, and well, it's all true. It's all. Well, I mean, it's theoretical science, but, you know, all of that stereo manual stuff, uh, it's its all kind of the culmination of all of this research that everybody's done. It could not have been done. I, I mean, even like four or five years ago, it could not have been done just because of... I don't know, a great a great many things. And also, you know, I looked at a lot of declassified stuff from the army. I don't think I could have gotten into that back in uh, you know, two thousand one or two thousand two. So Yeah. Um so yeah, well, I'm glad you're uh, liking it. I'm glad you're digging yeah, it. Yeah. I'm gonna put it at the top of the Ghostbusters Home Shopping Network this year. I think. Oh well thanks, man. That means a lot. That's it's a good price point. Oh, it's it's uh it's fantastic uh value for money. Well that's it's yeah. Fantastic content for for fans. Yeah, it's it's um, oh, it's a keeper. <laughs> I think it's a keeper. There was there was one review, and I'm trying I'm trying not to read reviews. They're not supposed to, but there was one <laughs> You're review. Not supposed to. That never said, read the comments. Uh, never read the reviews. Never read the comments. Never read the reviews. But but one said it uh, it feels a lot loftier than it actually is because they used such a heavy paper stock. So when you put it up against <laughs> like the Millennium Falcon hands manual, which is the same page count but is about half the size. 
you know, they're like, oh, it looks like it's going to have twice as many pages, but it's just because they used heavier cardstock. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but it does make it feel heftier. I mean, it makes it feel, you know, meaty and weighty. And I, I, I was not privy to any of those conversations. I kind of dug it. I was like, oh my god, this looks huge. Uh, so. It's well another reason that I say it's a keeper. It's uh, that's an archival book right there. Yeah. I think, uh, oh yeah. It uh, it has to go right up there next to you know making Ghostbusters and all that as a must-have book for Ghostbusters fans. Well, I hope I hope so. I hope everybody. I mean, the the good news is everybody's been overwhelmingly positive about stuff, and 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 the the, the criticisms that I've gotten were some of the things that I was really expecting. You know, it was like, oh, it's a technical manual. It's going to be technical. It's going to it's having to service so many different things. So yeah, I'm just glad everybody's digging it. That's cool. Uh, yeah. and I'm glad that you're getting it up in Canada. Cause like I say, the stock issues have been kind of bugging me. I just, I, as, as the author who wants to have everybody have this in their hands and then just sort of sit back and be like, okay, please like it. Please like it. It's you sit on pins and needles when nobody's getting their Amazon pre-orders. But, uh, so yeah, hopefully no, that's it. being remedied. Dude. I, I have heard like some of the people that said, "Oh, it's coming on November seventh. It's coming on November 8th. So hopefully everybody's getting it. Uh, if if they don't already have it uh, by the time you listen to this, so yeah. Well, I got mine Monday, which was the sixth. So sixth, yeah. yeah, okay. I expect by the time this you're listening to this episode, uh, everybody should most likely be taken care of. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So definitely uh, let me know what you guys think out there. If you have it in your hands, if you like it, let me know. If you don't like it, be gentle. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's... Okay. So here's the thing. Last week, you and I, we had a full rundown. Uh, we talked about two <laughs> things. And, well, and granted, they were pretty... They were they were lofty topics that really deserved some dissection. Uh, we talked about we, we the Ghostbusters line and Odos. We had a full rundown and a full head of steam <laughs> on two points in particular. <laughs> I did. I looked up at the timer and I was like, oh, well, I guess everything will wait for this next week. So I, I do want to get into all of that stuff. Uh, but first I do want to remind everybody that the uh, loot crate contest is still going on. We will announce the winner uh, next week here on the show. So if you have not, uh, if you have not won anything from us before, I want to preface it with that. We are not going to pick the random winner and it's like the same person that wins everything. Uh, but so if you haven't won anything from us and if you are a follower on our Twitter or Facebook, uh, give us a call on the voicemail. It's one of those contests where I have to say is my name is, and I am a participant in the biggest podcast since 1909 uh call in leave your name uh leave your email say exactly those words because we use them you guys have heard it on the air you know exactly what we're doing here and uh yeah you could win this awesome loot crate it's got uh it's got one of the windbreakers it's got one of those cool zenner card t-shirts we've got the karate kid stay puffed uh they also threw in a couple of like there's like a supernatural book and just some really cool stuff from our good friends at loot crate so uh make sure you participate in that we will announce a winner next week hey guys peter I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Hey, Chris, remember when we uh, when we did the news? Remember, remember that? It's been <laughs> a couple weeks. Recall. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, we, we sort of touched last week because uh, of, of the two discussion topics that we had, but uh, TMNT GB issue number two came out uh, a week and a half ago now as you're listening to this. 
Uh, and it's, it's awesome. I mean, it lived up to the expectations that I had after reading the first issue. So, um, I thought maybe you and I could just sort of talk in, in broad terms, no real spoilers, uh, here about both this and answer the call number one, because we never really got to talk about them, uh, aside from, you know, that you loved it and I hadn't read it. So, uh, (laughs) that's, that's, it's kind of hard to talk about things when that happens to be the case. Yes. Um, you know, TMNT, I, I was I was a big fan of the original uh, the first crossover that they did so I was wondering if it was going to cover similar ground if they were going to tread over things that they already kind of done and rehash things and and it's very it's gone in a very different direction I've I've really been digging it what what, what have you been your reactions to reading this uh, this second installation um it's fairly dense it really is I have to look up of, a lot of things yeah. This is uh, this is kind of the exact opposite of answer the call number one, which is kind of, with the exception of one or two little sly references, is kind of just running on its own. We're back to um, leaning on the full weight of the entire run of, of not just the Ghostbusters series, but I, I, I'm not a regular reader of the Turtle series, but it sounds like good chunks of of their stuff is being referenced in there as well. So yeah, yeah, that's been it's, uh, that's been the catch up for me is all the Turtle stuff because I'm like, wait, who? What? Oh, I gotta. All right, hit the. Now, wiki. are we just talking about the first one and not the second one? Uh, we could we could talk. Well, have you read the second? I have read. I have read the second one. I just okay. I don't. Yeah. I, because it just came out. I don't want to talk too spoilery though. No. Well, this is just it. It is. I don't know how we could spoil it, given that it's they're back together. There's an interdimensional threat. Yeah, and they're just gonna wander the multiverse. They're which really is, playing with the multiverse again, which I, I love. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically what it was before, which is not a bad thing. It, yeah. It, this time it's a lot more character not the first one but the second one was a lot more character diving yeah more more with the turtles again i don't want to get too spoilery but they uh yeah the ghostbusters still kind of are maintaining their keel but the series seems to be using this as an opportunity to let the turtles kind of you know speak their minds a bit uh, again i'm not a huge follower of the turtles series so i don't know what what this is all about uh, necessarily but uh I will say that I get the impression, I don't think this is spoilery, but I get the impression that this second series coming out shortly on the heels of the the, the Playmates figures uh, coming out. okay. I see where you're going. Not, yeah. not entirely coincidental. If you catch my drift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was trying to figure out a way to not, in spoiler terms, talk about how I've loved... They, they pair everybody <laughs> off, basically. So, yes. So you're getting to see how these two characters would react uh, individually, you know, one-on-one, and, 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 and I, I think that's where you're headed with that. And, and that's been kind of the joy for me is like, well, yeah, that's when you... Again, when we saw in uh, in uh, 101, uh, you you look forward to Holtzman and Spangler being in a laboratory together and seeing how the two of them work in concert or don't work in concert as it may be. So you you want to look forward to seeing how those two interactions happen. And when you've got like the big ensemble piece, I think even in, in the first issue, you're having to get all of the exposition out there. And there's a joke again. I love how Eric always throws in there. Thanks, Mr. Exposition. Uh, <laughs> 
Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's very, he's very conscious of when uh, the characters are trying to get the exposition out of the way. But, um, but yeah, when you've got the big ensemble piece and they're all together, there's no time for those nuanced conversations and the sort of, uh, them having to deal with things sort of just as twos, like paired off in twos, which is, has been kind of nice, but, um, yeah. but well, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. I didn't want us to talk spoilers. That's why it's not like a full rundown. Uh, no. but I did want to give it its due. And, and even last week we talked about answer the call a little bit kind of in broad terms. Um, so maybe what we'll do is we'll, let's give everybody, we'll do what we did with stranger things. Let's give everybody some time to catch up because we've got three, comics that have now come out back to back to back so uh everybody read read your pages uh turn your pages to uh the reading materials that you have to do for homework and uh we'll we'll kind of dive into it more next week let's do that yeah yeah i like that uh but in the meantime let's talk about ghostbusters vr because uh strangely and i didn't even realize but you know we had talked about that that chapter two was supposed to be coming out sometime around halloween or i think we had surmised that it would be something it wasn't officially announced it would be halloween but um and it never it never dropped and i didn't because halloween was so busy and we were doing so many things for the show and i i didn't realize oh yeah what happened to the vr where's that second chapter um, and I'm wondering if it's because of the news that hit this past week that uh, Windows uh, MR uh, has the first chapter that just came out this past week. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're expanding the platforms a little bit, maybe pushing it past like the Sony, uh, the PlayStation VR a little bit more so that they can get more users or something. Maybe, uh, do, you, do you think that that's part of what they're doing? They want to have other people with these headsets that are able to do the second chapter maybe um maybe if i had to read between the lines cynically i think that the first one going out and having a price tag on it was kind of indicative that as anybody could you know guess about you know cutting edge game technology um it's a little bit pricey to put together um yeah I, like I said, cynically, not cynical, but my, my take on it is, is kind of follows that line of logic too, that if Microsoft says that's kind of cool content, we'd like some cool content and Sony sitting there going, well, we'd like to make more. So how about we give you content and you give us some money? There you go. Yeah. It just, it just feels, yeah, it just feels like, you know, they're, they're scratching each other's, they're watching each other's back. Is it scratching or watching each other's back? Padding. No, that's getting their beaks wet. I don't know what's the. (laughs) I don't know what Uh, any of this is. They're they're uh, they, you know, Microsoft uh, wants high profile content. This is definitely high profile content. Um, Sony wants to continue with it, uh, and you know that takes money. So anything that helps bring the the money. Uh, you know, the offsets, the budget costs. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, offsetting the budget costs, but also it's, it's a little refreshing to see Sony that, you know, notorious for their, uh, Betamax mini disc, uh, memory stick, all of their proprietary, like, well, we're, we're only going to use that, uh, mentality. You know, maybe they realized with this VR thing, well, if it's only on the PlayStation, we're really limiting our audience here. Yeah, this uh, is something you and I discussed. Yeah. That that user base is small. It's, like there's yeah. just no way around it. It's it's a so, niche 
niche inside of a niche. So maybe if they kind of expand it to the Oculus crowd, to the Windows MR crowd, uh, yeah, yeah that a, makes, makes a, a lot of sense. That's a slightly larger marketplace. Uh, and Microsoft definitely has the money to, to spend on these things. And like I say, uh, that's kind of, I think, why... Uh, we haven't seen the second one is not necessarily that they couldn't get it done in time, but rather I think there was some negotiating going on probably yeah, that makes just sense. to work, just to work out with the particulars. Cause yeah. you know, it's one thing to say you have it, we want it and, and we'll give you money for it. Well, then it comes down to particulars. So Sony owns it. So they hand it off to Microsoft. Microsoft is, has to agree to then sell it at a price point equivalent to what Sony is. Cause Sony doesn't want Microsoft to be, you know, underselling, you know, undercutting them by selling right. it cheaper. Right. And they have to come to an agreement. Well, how much did money are we going to give you up front? Is that an advance? Then, you know, what is the percentage split on stuff sold on yeah, our and system? Does Sony get it exclusively the, for some time? Exactly. Yeah. It's all these money spreadsheet details that have to be worked out and agreed upon. And, you know, a couple of rooms of lawyers have to read over 100 page thick contracts and well yeah and, and not that to takes mention a couple that of months to, of back and forth they, they have to like resell it to a whole other because i saw there was a in in the news article that you had posted there was another video like a featurette where they had the two that's right uh sony home content uh people in very nice spiffy looking suits um you know t- talking about how this v- virtual reality experience uh brings ghostbusters home and basically just giving you the sales pitch again Yep. So I, I, maybe that's another part of it too, is you got to get it's people in on much. the ground level yep. and then you can release the second episode. So Exactly. Microsoft does not want to be releasing episode one while Sony's releasing episode two, because yeah. much like Sony doesn't want Microsoft selling it for cheaper, that is <laughs> an advantage. Partners do not agree to things that, you know, give one an advantage over the other. So that yeah. stuff just, that takes time to hammer out. It's not good or bad. It's just no, how it's it goes. And, and again, knowing that the, the audience is limited, uh, we did get a few people when we talked about the VR, whatever that was a few months ago, they're like, well, I don't have the VR. Why do you guys keep talking about it? Well, I, I think that's exactly the problem. And, and the point, um, hey, so, I don't have a Microsoft one or a PS4. So, so what do we do? Yeah, so exactly. Do do? Stop talking about um, it. I don't. I don't have a 4K uh, UHD Blu-ray player. Oh, but I do. I have the discs, but not the player. Yeah. So what do we not? We, we just we don't talk about it. It doesn't exist. It can't always get what you want. Mick somebody <laughs> or other said that I believe. Mick somebody or other. McDonald's. Um, McDonald's. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I'm I'm super excited to talk to you about Stranger Things. So we got three more things. We're gonna get through it. We're gonna okay. do this all right. in like all right. five minutes less. Uh, Cinefix uh, for Halloween. We didn't get to talk about it last week, obviously, but they did a battle royale of famous movie monsters and Ghostbusters. At least the last I looked, they they announced the winners and they said that Ghostbusters took sixth place, but they kept the polls open, so it really uh-huh. it really messed with things. Because then when I went back and I looked at it again. Uh, Ghostbusters had jumped to like the number three spot. So, well, there you go. Um, but you know, it, it may sound like, oh, great, Ghostbusters got a participation award, yay us. Uh, no, this was a list of a hundred, two hundred. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of names on there, and we're not just talking. I mean, it wasn't just filler; it was the Xenomorph from Alien, which was first place, but it was also. All the Universal Monsters, uh, Child's Play, 
in anything yep. and everything that you can think of was in there. And uh, to put Ghostbusters at the top was was pretty impressive. Now, they yeah. don't tell you how many people voted either. It was all percentages. So it could have been that like Ghostbusters had five votes and everything else had one vote. I, I don't know. But nah. uh, I, I, it's Cinefix. You feel like it's got a pretty wide reach. And eh, especially probably online. had at least a few thousand. right? Uh, yeah, Minimum? I would imagine so. It's not scientific, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's no. it's not. Oh no, no. This is this is not like all of the people. This is not the People's Choice Awards where everybody has voted and they have said that Ghostbusters is the number three monster movie of all time. Well, it's not quite as specific as that. Yeah. But. Any poll where you invite people to come vote is automatically non-scientific. Yeah. Um, it, what that turns into then is whose fandom can get the word out fastest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. We're going to show those guys. Uh, who's bigger and who can get the word out fastest? Because that's usually how these who go. Can and then to, yeah. to be fair, Ghostbusters is kind of at a you know high profile peak right now. It's I mean especially this Halloween <clears throat> and with Stranger Things, which we'll get to. Uh, it's it's been especially around Halloween. Everybody's kind of into Ghostbusters. Instagram was flooded. Like I usually search the the Ghostbusters hashtag on Instagram, and it was nothing but people in Halloween costumes and. Yeah. And and lawn uh, decorations and people watching the movies and so I, I love it because we've kind of hit that peak velocity of of uh, awareness and everybody knows about Ghostbusters and everybody is kind of coming into becoming a fan. There's a lot of new fans out there even in the last like 2 weeks I've noticed. It's it's pretty cool. So uh good good for uh, Ghostbusters winning that, well kind of winning that uh, poll. Um but somebody who did we'll win We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. Third place. Uh, no problem. And it's probably even higher than that now by by the time, because I actually didn't look before we started recording. It's probably a little bit higher. But um, but somebody who did win an award or will win an award is uh, Max von Sydow, our, our, our favorite Carpathian voice, our, <laughs> the disembodied voice who helped out Wilhelm von Homburg uh, with his dialogue. Yes. <laughs> um, and did not get credit. Uh, because this was news to a few people again. Every time we mention this, somebody's like, what? That was him? Um, yeah. Still so, sort of one of those best kept secrets about Ghostbusters. But so, Which is strange because that voice is really, you know, unique. Oh, <laughs> it's absolutely. It's very easy to pick his voice out. I mean, w- the beginning of Force Awakens, when you hear him inside that tent, oh, oh, that's Max von Sydow. He's, he's here. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so, and you know, Vigo the Carpathian probably low on his resume, honestly, because he's been in the Seventh Seal and Minority Report. He's worked with all of the best directors, and uh, yeah, when you fight death in a Bergman film, you're pretty much done. <laughs> like from there, you're just collecting paychecks and paying the rent because yeah. you've been stamped into cinematic history forever. Oh yeah, uh, film f- f- critical film studies classes will be watching your film until the end of time, essentially. Is- is what's going to happen in, to you. That in Strange Brew. So. And, and Strange Brew. Well, that's the other thing. He also holds a place in our hearts for Strange Brew. But, um, so I anyways, can push your head like a nut, but I won't. <laughs> I won't. Because I need you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award from the LA Film Critics Association. Um, and, you know, Max is one of those people. He's he's you would recognize him if you didn't know his name um and obviously he's not winning uh, huge oscar awards every single year and one of those unsung heroes of hollywood and it's great to see him getting this lifetime achievement award so that's happening uh, yeah. in january 
Um, and he's still going strong. He's got uh, a submarine movie that's coming out, Kursk, that comes out next year. And, yeah. uh, you know, good good for him. I don't know if we'll ever see his Star Wars character again. That was one of those where I'm like, oh, I, he's going to be a huge part of this movie. And then he shows up for the first scene and then disappears. So, uh, Who knows? hopefully. And a bit of a bit of a trailblazer there for all the uh, Swedish actors to that follow it after. Him, oh so. yeah, absolutely. Um, I think so, uh, we, would we have had the, the, the Pennywise we have today, if not for Max von Sydow? No. Would the Skarsgård family have come That's into right. power? <laughs> uh, <coughs> that really got me good and I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, excuse me. <laughs> You've tur- you turned into myself. Grover for a second. Mm, near far. Uh, so... Let's all right. One more, one more news item because this was kind of bizarre, and I wanted to get your take on this, Chris. Uh, the Sun, the UK tabloid, kind of, sort of. I guess it would kinda be sort of. It's like yeah. the New York Post equivalent of the UK. Um, they had this really bizarre article about a UK ghost head who converted their car into an ecto, completely normal, relatively, uh, and he used it to help promote the movie in Belfast. So in Northern Ireland, I'm sure he was probably the only ectomobile, uh, in, in the area. And now he's selling his car for 25,000 pounds, but the sun, I, I don't know if they were being cheeky in the sense that it's a really huge amount of money because they were saying it's just 25,000 pounds. And they, they really made a point to say that like four or five times. Yeah. So is it because I, they think that it's not worth that? Yeah, I don't know. It was a very strange article in a lot of different ways. One, I was confused to f- by the suggestion that it was just for, you know, Ireland, like... There are ferry boats. I'm pretty sure, you you know, like if somebody had said, oh, this is the one that also kind of showed up in London and Paris, I would have been like, right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and, and it kind of had this really snarky attitude. I mean, obviously, because they're, they're talking about the 2016 movies. So that snarky attitude, just, it kind of comes yeah. with the territory now. But, um, I, I, but it's like the guy... They were almost, it was, it kind of reminded me of the Dan Aykroyd article that we talked about last week, where it was like, look at this poor bastard who converted his car into an ectomobile. And he helped the Sony studios promote this movie that flopped terribly. Oh, poor man. And now he's trying to sell it for just 25,000 pounds. Like that's, is that what the takeaway was there? Is it was sort of being demeaning towards this poor guy? I don't know. I, and yeah. I don't even know how to, I don't know how even to appraise it because the vehicle he converted is not, not standard to the European market. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. I mean, this is the, the birthplace of the DeLorean. Uh, this is where the DeLorean test track was, uh, Belfast, Ireland. So if it was a converted DeLorean, it would make a whole lot more sense to me. Yeah. It's so, and it is, you know, like it or lump it, it's a movie replica. So some amount of work and money went into it, and the result is quite good from the photo I yeah, saw. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, it has some notoriety if it was used to promote, because that means there's photos of it in the press here, there, and everywhere. Like, at the end of the day, you know, I don't, 
I don't know. <laughs> like, I just don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. Like, the, the funny part is, is, like, the last time we saw an Ecto go, it went for, what, 30, 35 grand, something a, like that? One of the original, like, the 59 caddies? Yeah, over here. Yeah. Like, there's been a couple of them oh, auctioned yeah. I mean, off. They, they sell pretty, I mean, the, the oh, shoot, I'm uh, blanking on the, the auction that they do every year in Vegas uh, bar. Yeah. The, the B and thing. I was about to say the same one because that was the one Ernie Hudson. Yeah, showed, they have their own television broadcast, and he showed up briefly to talk. It's a huge like, thing where they they sell off thing. all these these giant cars, and yeah, it sold for a pretty chunk of change. But I mean, there's also an Ecto that's for sale right now in Florida. That's the same Fleetwood. I think it's like an '89, yeah. um, and it's only nine grand. So, yeah. I mean, and granted, that car is far less uh, accurate, and it looks like you know that was not one of the ones that was used for lift or for promoting the movie. It was a fan conversion. That's exactly what I mean. Like, I don't know how to appraise an accurate PR model that's in Europe. Cause like, what are they, like how many, I'm not, I can't say to its popularity or how many people are looking for it over there, but all it takes is one person to go, well, it's in Ireland. That's way handier. Otherwise yeah. I would have had to have brought one across put it on a cargo boat. ship. And yeah. Um, like, so I mean, that's what I, it boils down to is what, what's it worth to, to you? And I know the snarky answer is oh, it's $0. Cause it's from the 2016 <laughs> movie. I got, I've, I've heard it guys. We have Facebook pages. We know, but <laughs> Uh, I mean, if, if you want to, it's been a year and a half, gentlemen, it's been a year and a half. <laughs> I know. Um, and every time you open your mouths, the high road that you keep saying you're on kind of falls away. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but the one, the one in Florida, I would be lying if I told you that I wasn't actually considering it, but then I was like, oh, I'm yeah. about to have a baby and I don't have a car to store it in or a, a house to store it in. Uh, no, that's all I'll have to pass, to, but, but $9,000. You're, you're not allowed to store babies in a car. That's oh, just no. Yeah, I don't think so. You'll get in trouble for that. hot. They're allowed to break the windows now, which is, is you know, good. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, I like how you're allowed. I was like, I'm pretty sure you could. You probably should just do along. it. Well, I mean, allowed <laughs> in the sense that, you know, you are not yes. held responsible anymore. But yeah, um, but, nine, but nine grand. Any other circuit, like if either you or I were like 10 or 15 years younger, you know, kind of, well, how old are you again? Maybe not 15. 36, for you, but yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah if we if we were not uh uh adulting as hard as we we are at the moment <laughs> yeah if we were a little more footloose and fancy free yeah that's right disposable cash was uh more readily available 9 grand is on the let's sit down and think about this for a few minutes like uh, it would have yeah. been a serious consideration right? i feel so. like a, yeah absolutely and and to be able to put the the tlc into that car because it looks like the car's in really great shape uh yeah. you know that 9 grand is worth it to me so uh, does the sun want to say that that's just 9 grand $9000 i i don't know i i don't understand their article i thought it was Maybe they were just trying to cash in on it being Halloween and there was a guy selling an ectomobile and, you know, some guy's trying to fill his article quota for the day. But uh, just such a strange yeah. article. Anyway. We should ignore it and walk away then. Yeah, let's walk away. Let's talk about Stranger Things. Yes. All right. Where do we start? Do we start... Well, okay, first first we have to start by telling people 
we're gonna spoil the hell out of Stranger Things right now. So if you are not finished, if you have, if you are still mid-season, if you have not started the season, if you are concerned about spoilers at all, thank you Walk so away. much for joining us. We'll, we'll talk to you guys <laughs> we'll next, you week. next week. <laughs> because for the remainder of this podcast, we're just gonna, we're gonna remember what we just did for uh, answer the call and the TMNT comic. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna talk specifics here. So. Uh, thanks for joining us if you guys are leaving us and uh, for those of you who are staying dude Stranger Things season 2 was great I loved it it was so it was awesome. good yep. Wait, so you you had not watched had you watched any of season 2 what what was your crash course binge watching here uh, I watched it in this might be why I was slightly uh, feeling kind of sick yesterday too because <laughs> of Stranger Things well no because I oh, god so Tuesday night, I finally got a chance to dive in, got four or five in, and then was home feeling kind of oogie yesterday and kind of went through the rest and then hit a second win and, you know, hopped over to Mindhunter, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> they got you. Yeah. So within a 48 less, well, 36 hour period, I, I managed to get through, uh, the entire second season of uh, Stranger Things. Well, it doesn't take long. I mean, it's only uh, nine episodes, nine episodes uh, <laughs> 40 some minutes. Usually a couple of them are about an hour, hour and five minutes. So a couple of them are longer, but um, yeah, it went fa- I mean, it was the Battlestar Galactica thing from uh, Portlandia first. It was like, just one more, just one more, just one more. And at two <sighs> or three o'clock in the morning, we realized we had to go to work the next day and you know, my wife and I were like, oh, God, just, what, just one more. I need to know what happens. <laughs> um, but it was great. And, you know, for all of us that are Ghostbusters fans, obviously we were kind of part of the hype because a lot of the promotional materials and the photos and, and all of the things that they were showing us for the next season were very Ghostbusters centric. And all of that sort of happens in the first two episodes and then it's it's done so for for anybody that was worried that it was going to be oh my god it's just going to be ghostbusters overload and they're going to try to shoehorn it in too too much and that really dives away there's still little hints here and there but really i don't know what, what i really loved about it is that it was such an homage to not just ghostbusters but so many other things uh including the thing the thing gremlins uh goonies aliens back to the future close encounters all of the things it was pandering to us guys it was if they came to me and put a huge spotlight in front of me and were like what do you want to see in a show and i uh, i don't know a delorean <laughs> and, a, and ghostbusters and you know, it's like Ernie Klein writing Ready Player One, uh, that that same sort of mentality. Uh, so, I don't know, the Ghostbusters stuff, let's start there, Chris, because there was, there's there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, we have talked about the uh, fact that they dress up as Ghostbusters for Halloween. That's all cool. But the, the little nuances, and especially the ones that have come out this past week, like Will's costume is a little bit different from the other guys because of... Uh-huh. You know, his his mom has handmade this for him and it's a little baggier and it's a different material uh, where the other other three kids may have gone and picked up a flight suit from, you know, the military surplus or something. So it's 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 really thoughtful. It's not just, oh, quick, we got to put together a Ghostbusters costume because the directors asked us to do it. Um, yeah, that was very cool. There were uh, like. I can assume that maybe since Ghost Corps was involved, there was the certificate from the um the fan club hanging up in Dustin's room. Yeah. See, here's the thing. 
I'm not 100% sure that necessarily came from Ghost Core. Oh, really? I mean, well, yeah. it's time to, it's time to go back to Mr. Paul Rudolph, who also kind of mentioned it, and uh, he has a copy of it, like a scanned copy. Of, of course, it. he so, does, because that's what Spook Central does. And he wonders so, why he got a special thanks in the book. Sorry. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I don't know. Like that's a little minute detail that I don't know. It's quite possible that that Ghost yeah. Core said, "What about this?" It's just that everybody working on this thing is already in that headspace. I have a sneaking suspicion that that they kind of came up with that themselves. But I mean, it's it's authentic. Like it could have easily yeah. been the one you know that we see usually floating around, kind of like the uh, you know the 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 Mosin certificate, uh, the the one that everybody got at their birthday parties. You know that it could have right. easily been that one, which was not this. This is the one that was handed out to that official fan club that you mailed in and sent your five dollars. That's to. right. And and like I said, if you go to Paul has a big write-up on it. Like I have, I have copies of the articles here. But the uh, Pittsburgh area had, um, I believe, the gentlemen that started the fan club were in Pittsburgh, and they got coverage in the papers. And yeah, they had bumper stickers, t-shirts, uh, posters, and then this fan club. And you got a patch out of it, which we're going to get to. Yes. Yeah, we uh, got to talk about that. And this certificate, and like I said, uh, Paul has this this scan of it on there. For TV purposes on a wall, you know, it doesn't even have to be that high res. It just has to be good enough that they could, you know, print it out uh, sure. as a replica and put it up on the wall. It's so I, I don't. I'm not trying to to diminish uh, Ghost Core's role uh, at all. I just I think the prop people, as we've seen prop costuming you name it they've littered this show with so many loving references to oh, the yeah. 80s i have a sneaking suspicion they had that one worked out fine all on their own i mean i guess that that would make sense knowing because uh, uh you know i i geeked out and and kelly was like yeah whatever about the jvc um <laughs> camcorder that he's using i'm like that's marty mcfly's camera that he uses in back to the future and so i have a feeling that that's trademark duffer brothers they're probably thinking like you know, I want to put this as a nod to Back to the Future. I want to have the motion tracker so that it kind of reads like aliens. I, you know, that maybe they're yeah. the ones that said, oh, when I was a kid, I had this fan club certificate and it looked like this. Print print that and put that up on Dustin's walls. So yeah. That I makes think total everybody sense. at this in this show, I think everybody gets to come play. Because yeah. reading the interview with the uh, costumer, she talked a lot about the stuff and thought they put it. Look, so going back to the costumes that you mentioned, so much thought went into which family was putting the costume together and how they would have gone about yeah. it. So you ended up with four slightly different from one another uh, <laughs> guys done up as, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think they, they said they kind of, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they, they put the thought process into how the kids would have made the packs themselves. And, uh, uh, all the way over to the the Halloween party where they had the Cobra Kai esque yeah oh costume right yeah exactly that wasn't quite co- so it's quite it's quite evident that everybody that's involved in this show whatever their area is whether you know I think all the way up to the different directors doing different episodes probably got to to jump on it a bit you know what I mean yeah so, and I think the second one was still the Duffer Brothers behind the the director's chair, if I remember correctly, because they, they directed a good chunk of them. And then Andrew Stanton, who, yeah. you know, uh, Pixar alum, uh, John Carter alum, uh, did a, a huge chunk of them too. Yeah. Or was it just him? I thought there was another one. Um, there was another a, a name. female director and I can't remember her name either, but she did two or three episodes as well. 
Yeah, so between the three of them. I know the Duffers opened and closed it, definitely. Yeah, but... Um, but, uh, but so, yeah. anyway, so there was uh, the costume designer, Kim Wilcox. Uh, she They did this great interview with her... Was it AV Club? I can't remember who now did it. I don't. I don't have it in the rundown. But, um, and and they 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 dissected everything that you were just talking about, including, you know, that you see Joyce uh, sewing the patch onto the the costume for Will while she's at work. So she's kind of having to do it haphazardly and and in in a rush because it is the night of Halloween that his yeah. costume is being finished. Um, so you and I both kind of uh, eyebrow raised one tiny detail here that Kim Wilcox pointed out because she so much thought went into these flight suits and and how the kids were going to create the packs out of their school backpacks and and flashlights and things that they readily had available at their houses. Um, and then she just kind of nonchalantly threw out there, but you know, they had the patches available for sale back then. So that was the easiest part. And both yeah. you and I went, Huh? Wait a minute. So you were talking about the the fan club giving out patches. If I remember right, that's the one that's like the white circle, right? It's like a white circle with a black outline, and then the no ghost logo is kind of small in the middle of it. Um, I have a picture of it somewhere. It, no, it's pretty close to what's in the movie. I think. Oh, is it? I thought it was. I thought it was still like a round. Like one, like one of the patches that you would throw onto your jean jacket. Looking. Tell you what, you patch. vamp, and okay. I'll, uh, I'll double check here. But uh, it was, to be honest, at at a certain point, it was enough that I was able to kind of go, all right, close enough. <laughs> uh, I initially had the same reaction you did, which was really. But then again, uh, uh, boy, this is the Paul Rudolph uh, uh, episode. His article about the the certificate and the fan club and all that. He said by July or something, these guys had their the fan club up and running. Like, yeah. so there is a question of, were they just taking, you know, um, registrations then like people mailing in, like, so how long would it have taken them to turn around and get stuff? But that's, you know, July, August, September, October. It's, <laughs> a sh- and, it's enough of and a, a costume I, designer is not going to be thinking about something like this. Like this is but, whatever serves the story is what they're going to be doing. If it looks like the no ghost yeah. logo, that's what it needs to look like. Um, but what at that point I then start and then, then I got lazy because <laughs> what would have pushed over the edge is which issue of star log had the listing for the fan club. Cause this is the problem. They're not in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, yeah, they're not yeah. far away technically, but it's uh, like Indiana is still a bit small, of a hall. Small, yeah. small town, Indiana. How did they find out about it? Now these kids absolutely, you know, get, you know, Cinefantastique and Starlog and all that, you know, they do. The trick is, is when did that fan club listing go out? Hmm. And then you have to add that timing in. So yeah. well, for suspension of disbelief. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the, the the other thing that I was thinking is the first patch that I got in 97, 98 still was kind of clunky and wasn't really that great. Definitely didn't look no. as good as the patches that they're using in the, uh, the, the show itself. I mean, it's, it's no, you, you can't, 
you know, you've got the Anovos patch, which looks like the one that's screen accurate, but then you've got the, the GB fans one. That's like the vectored art. That's precise to Michael Gross's specifications. You know? yeah. uh, it, we certainly didn't have that uh, wealth of material at our disposal back then, but I'm, I'm looking at a picture on Paul's site. Uh, I guess it's a picture from Greg justice. Oh, nice. If anybody's familiar Man, with Greg. Shout, that's um, a name I haven't uh, talked about in a long time. Yeah, he owns a, a set of the fan club stuff. Um, so you would have gotten the certificate, a um, couple of sheets of stickers, a button, uh, some sort of card, I guess, for your wallet. Did I say bumper sticker? Yeah, uh, you didn't. A but bumper that, sticker. That had the like back off man, I'm a scientist bumper sticker. No, it said Ectomobile. Uh, they sold other ones. They did have, yeah, back off man, I'm a scientist and all that. They have a, that picture I was talking about in the paper, multiple posters, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Right, right. Uh, and they have, yeah, I've been slimed, back off man, I'm a scientist, just Ghostbusters. Oh, and coming to save the world. Uh, and then, yeah, Ectomobile. So, you know, it's possible that you got a different bumper sticker. But was so, but patch wise, there wasn't a patch but in that patch. Kit? There was. Oh, there I'm was. looking right okay. at it. It's the size. It's probably a bit smaller than it should be. I'm trying to. There's no scale, scale. reference. Yeah. Oh God, I'm looking between two pictures. So if they're that, that's that gentleman. Say he has an average sized head. That's quite a big <laughs> bumper sticker. So yeah, based on the size of the bumper sticker, it's pretty close to, to right. the proper size patch. Now so it's totally little... feasible that they had these patches then. Yeah, feasible. It's not. Uh, I can't swear the press, but here's the thing: like the article on them, uh, Paul wrote it down here. The Pittsburgh Press, October seventh, nineteen eighty four. Oh. So that's when they, so like I said, when the hell did the word get out exactly? Hmm. Um, oh, oh, wow. Gosh, Paul, <laughs> saving the day here. He actually listed Starlog 97, August 1985, which would have been July, oh. I guess. Right. Yeah. Cause they, the months are a month ahead. It's page 19, uh, in that issue. But it was yeah, 85? Did you say 85? Oh, you're right. That's, so that's too late then. Yeah. Uh, page 19, Mojave Daily Minor, October 8th, 1984. So they started getting their official, like their first press coverage at the beginning of October of 84. Mm. Whereas the Starlog one, which would have been where these these kids would have gotten it from, Oh, that's that was the following year. Okay, yeah. You well, know, and, for the moment, hmm. we can invite people to to you know. I've I've gotten lazy again. <laughs> I'll frame it as <laughs> I welcome people to send in their. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's off alternate solutions, aka I am too lazy to read into it anymore. But yeah, uh, exactly. And you guys out there listening, maybe like guys, who who cares? They have patches. <laughs> that's, well, I mean, this is just, you're just stretching for airtime at this point talking about. We, but here's the thing. We've talked about this phenomena before where people get mad. How could they get that wrong? And we're like, at a certain point, no matter how enthusiastic people are, they're not us fan wise. And they will hit a limit. Yeah. So I guarantee it was super cool that they went, hey, there was a fan club. It had patches. We'll make reference to the fan club by putting the thing up on the wall. And average people won't 
think twice about where yeah, the patches just came fans. from totally. and fans fans will see the thing and go oh yeah cool they will not account for and two knobs are going to talk on the internet <laughs> and they're totally <laughs> going to pull apart our flim, flimsy little poetic license to make this thing work i want to change the description of our podcast <laughs> two knobs on the internet talk two about ghostbusters <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that'll, well, be, that'll be the follow-up show. <laughs> so, so at any rate, so uh, that that tiny detail aside, and and like you said, it, again, it it has to serve the story. So, yes. last season, uh, you know, the the cool walkie-talkies that they use from, I think they're realistic uh, walkie-talkies, but those didn't come out until like eighty-five or eighty-six. And I was like, well, it's supposed to be nineteen eighty-three. It, it, maybe it was the one that read the best on camera. Maybe it was the one that when they went to apex, that was the only thing that was up on the shelves, uh, to yep. rent who knows. Um, so uh, tiny little things like that. You just have to, especially when the story is so good and you just get lost in it. Uh, you, yeah. you kind of have to let that stuff go, but let's put it this way. We live in a world where Hulk Hogan, uh, tried to talk into one, uh, PKE meter. So perhaps we can forgive the Duffer brothers this is for true. going with a nearly indistinguishable model. That's yeah. two years yeah. uh, off sync there. It's, uh, so it's okay. And again, it's all from a place of love. And to me that, that always, that, that trumps everything. It's just, if it's coming from a good place, if these guys want to show that this was their childhood, if they, um, you know, had the fan club stuff. It, it totally makes sense. And we know that they did because yep. you, you talked about it last week that they were in their Kenner proton packs uh, for a photo and in, in one of the after shows, which I still haven't watched. I need to watch that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's coming from a good place. It's, it's well-intended. So I, I don't mind it. Um, it, um, you know, the thing about making shows like this is as again, if we're the super fans, we nitpick stuff, but if you were on the show, even if you were a super fan, you'd be shut down at a certain point, like yeah. trying to, like if you were like, if I was the prop master, I'd make sure that work. No, you'd be given a deadline. And if you pursued trying to make it perfect and you weren't hitting it, somebody would smack you around for it. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, there's, there's a certain point where you just have to, it's a production schedule. They probably had to do it in, you know, eight days, 10 days, yeah. uh, and, and move on. So I totally um, found the perfect ones. They're on eBay. They're a thousand dollars a piece. No, that's more than our costume budget. No, go, we can't do that. Yeah. Go buy those, you know, go rent those $30 ones that are two years. Like it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. who was it on, um, data Gould's podcast. Um, uh, Special effects guy for American Werewolf in London. Help me out. Was it oh, Stan Rick Winston? Oh, Rick Baker? You're talking Rick about Rick Baker? Baker? Yeah. Baker. Not Stan Winston. He's older than Rick Baker. Rick Baker was talking about uh, going to work on Ed Wood, uh, which was a labor of love because he was a big fan of sure. you know, Ed Wood yeah. and Bella Lugosi and all that. And they were kicking around how they were going to turn Martin Landau into Bella Lugosi. And he became aware that somebody had uh, like a – uh, one of the face casts, the uh, they're not death masks. Death masks are the ones that yeah, made like when the people plaster died. mold that they make the for when they have molds. to do appliances yeah. and yeah. Somebody had one, an original one, not a copy of of one, but a, an original one. So uh, he he saw it and he was like, it still has like it has Bella Lugosi's like eyebrow hair stuck in it and stuff like that. He was <laughs> oh like, my god! And, and he was like, "This would be amazing reference uh, for this." And he's like, "But I can't afford that." And he went to uh, 
Tim Burton. He's like, maybe if I can convince Tim to buy it. And he, Tim Burton, same thing, like huge fan. And Tim Burton, the filmmaker, who at that point, he had, you know, Edward Scissorhand money under his belt. Sure, and all that. yeah. Um, he's, how much? I think the guy wanted like 10 grand or something. And he was like, forget it. Like, he was just like, no. So he could have afforded it. And even yeah, he went, he could have no, signed the Batman not- royalty check over and been fine. <laughs> he's making a movie about Bella Lugosi. And even he went, no, it's not worth the money. Yeah, we'll so, something else out. Yeah. I don't know. But at any rate, again, something that you just, you, you, can and you should overlook, uh, you know, yeah. despite the two of us talking about it. But have so, we heard? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to get your your big your big thoughts overall. But uh, have we heard what? What were you? Where are you headed? Anything about a third season? Uh, like, as far as I know, I mean, they are they're absolutely doing a third season. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, and the interview they, that I heard was I think it was on Nerdist. They said that they they don't know how much longer it's going to run, but they don't want it to run longer than it should. So they're like, we have a good conclusion. We're just not sure how long it's going to take us to get there. We're mapping that out as we speak. So yeah, yeah. It, um, and you got kids that are growing fast, right? So you can gotta. That's the other part of it. Yeah, but um, I yeah, there's a particular episode in the middle. The thing about this one is, boy, the characters are all over the place. Yeah, like, they're not as a group anymore. That was the one thing that I was kind of disappointed yeah. about is they didn't. But again, we, we talked about it for the Ninja Turtles uh, comic too. It's like you pair people off, so you get you get gold like Steve and Dustin uh, running around. Uh, the two yeah. of them together was like the highlight of my entire experience for this season. So, what was it? Somebody photoshopped a Babysitters Club book. <laughs> Steve's scary day. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, the Steve memes have been pretty good. Like uh, the memes. Period. Let's be yeah. honest. Uh, Steve, uh, Bob. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, the, what else? The passionate moms one I saw, where it was like a split split screen of all four of the moms. You know, it's obviously like Joyce and uh, Lucas's yeah. mom, and then Steve's in one corner. You know, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, somebody was like, y- "Y'all sitting around uh, going hashtag justice for Barb," and I'm over here like hashtag justice for Muse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Muse. Poor Muse. Um, yeah. It uh, see the thing is is uh, Eleven takes a real real weird sidetrack, a good one. Uh, like episode seven. Everybody's talking about episode seven. Yeah, she and it's almost entirely devoted to her. Like entirely, she goes well outside of Hawkins. We get a huge uh, look into her background and all that. They broaden the universe of stranger things a lot. And then she goes right back in. And all I can say is that I'm looking at that episode going, well, I guess we'll see more of that in the next season. Yeah, Cause that's, that's all that weird. was. It, it does. It feels inconsequential and, and it happens at such a time where you're in the middle of this huge cliffhanger and then you go to Chicago for an entire episode and you go, what? No. What? Yeah. I don't want to watch. I mean, I, I'm enjoying this and I have no problem with this, but at the same time, like get, get back to the characters. What is happening? Um, yeah. It was literally just a, it was quite, I like it because basically what they did is they took what would normally be done ham-fistedly as a cliffhanger 
at the end of a season, like yeah. at the end of a series, and they're like, ah, you know, maybe, maybe definitely uh, toy with people a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The scientist, Modine. I don't even want to call him Papa. That's weird. But uh, uh, the doctor, Brennan. Uh, Brennan. Yeah. 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 So hints that is he? Are we sure he's gone? And this idea that there's at least one other powered being out there. Uh, without answering in the slightest where the hell they're coming from. Um, right, yeah. All of that was good good cliffhanger material to get into a, th- a third series, only they didn't... Do you know what I mean? Like, if you do it wrong, you have this big climactic battle, and then you tack on the thing that's supposed to drag people on to the next series, and it's just sort of like, don't do that. Yeah. We just this way they pushed it back two episodes, and it's there. And after it's all done, you chew it over and go, oh yeah, I guess that's yeah, going to come up again with in the that next episode? one. Yeah, but, but you I, don't feel as cheated as if they. Hmm. I mean, the one thing that I did, I think it was Sean Sean Levy was being interviewed and he was saying that they didn't want to put more at the very end of the season, like they did in the first season, because they didn't want to be, they, they didn't want to have the responsibility to explain things if they didn't inherently work into what they broke for the next season story. So uh, the, the only thing that would kind of be weird about that is like, Oh, that's, that's a whole premise. Like that's a whole, you've got this gang of people that are going around killing the people involved at the Hawkins lab, yeah you've you've completely put yourself out to dry because now people are expecting well what happened to that gang and what are what else was going on in that lab you have to explore but i guess it's not so specific it's not entirely like will vomiting out a slug and having to explain something that specific yeah see the funny part is is and i'm trying to think back now I get the impression that they got the first series out and weren't sure whether they were getting a second. They did not yeah. know. Yeah, that's true. Because there's a couple of things. Like the will thing is one of those hangers where we'll put this in and hopefully it'll generate some noise. <laughs> not counting on the fact that the entire series was going to generate enough noise yeah, to get a they second They had no series. idea. Yeah. But then they had to, as you say, go and explain that the the, the, damn, the damn thing. And also – and. It's okay. I've established I'm being very lazy tonight. But um, I shouldn't say that because I thought of this earlier and I said, yeah, I should go back and check that. And then I forgot. <laughs> so it's one or the other. I'm lazy or forgetful. Forgetful. Or both. Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't care. Uh, see, lazy and forgetful. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> it Forget works. it. It works. There we go. Um, the thing, they tacked it on, the whole Eleven still alive thing where and Hopper's leaving her food is did I imagine it that he was leaving it at one of those little tree portal openings and her hand came out, whereas they kind of retconned that away? Uh, I don't think. Uh, did you see her hand? I, I know you saw him put the stuff in the box, but I don't know. I don't was recall. it in the box? Like, am I conflating things together? This is why I'm lazy and forgetful. I should have gone back to look at it. But I thought in my head they made it f- seem like she's on the other side, but he's leaving her these little care packages. Mm. Whereas then in the second series, we see that almost immediately yeah, she rips her way back that. out into the real world and is on the run. I'm going to have to go look now. Yeah, I'm, I thought they, they kept it they kept it pretty vague. You didn't actually see her at the end of the season so that we were – sort of led to believe that she was dead 
kind of. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Re- we'll yeah, I don't to, remember that. But yeah, I'm I mean, go check now. And again, it's they they kind of have in in some instances they may have to retcon certain things. Uh, you know, uh, maybe another in season three, one of the actors isn't available, or Bob comes back from the dead. Oh, I wish Bob came back from the dead. Um, well, that begs a question yeah. too. If the characters can come back from the dead, Bob won't. Bob got torn apart, unfortunately. Yeah. But it also begs the question, is Barb coming back into play at some point, or are we just, she's or gone? We're just led to believe that that was her face that we saw in season one. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I am, I am really excited that Paul Reiser can come back though, because he was. Yes. I, I love, well, I love the fact that they were toying with us expecting him to be a bad guy because he's essentially, he's the exact same Carter Burke character that he is in aliens. Correct. But instead of betraying them at the end, he actually helps them at the end. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is so great. <laughs> I love it. It was a nice, it was a very nice touch. I love Paul Reiser. Um, yeah. It's, uh, oh, I think there's a lot to chew on. See, the thing is people are coming out of it. There are some people that are like, I'm conflicted or coming out saying I don't like it or whatever. And I'm still trying to put some thought into it. I think it might be a side effect of the binge viewing. It definitely does not lend itself well to binge watching. I think you need to watch like two episodes and then rest and then watch two episodes and rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's not to say there aren't things to consider or question or even, you know, there aren't flaws there. I just think that when you slam it that hard, things that you might grade on a curve suddenly really bug the hell out of you. I don't know. I I think that's, that's to blame for a really good friend of mine whose opinion that I, I highly respect. She said she liked it, but she said that the beginning of it was so painfully slow. She was like, the first three episodes were just totally not necessary. And I was like, really? I, I loved those I, first couple episodes. I but disagree. I, you got us. Yeah. You got to set it up. It's a year later. What's been going on and who's where doing what? Right. Yeah, like and you got to. You have to, uh, to. To a certain point, you have to believe that this is a normal town once again before things start going sideways. But also, yeah, you've got to resolve things that that were left unsaid at the end of season one. You've got to reestablish some of the characters. You've got new characters that you're bringing in. You want to see, especially with Will, how he's reacting to being this kid who is dead. He's the zombie boy. Um, I, I loved all of that stuff. But what happened was I watched the first I watched the first episode and then we were having buffering problems. It was maddening because I was trying to watch it on Friday or Thursday, Thursday night. It came out Thursday night when everybody else was trying to watch it. So the Netflix servers were just getting hammered. And so it would pause in the middle and we'd have to sit and let it buffer for like five minutes. And then we'd come back and then it would go for maybe another 10 minutes and then it would pause and it would buffer. And and it was just, it was killing the momentum of the episode. So I said, let's just, let's finish this one. We'll watch the second one later. And then we'll kind of, so we had to, we had to break up those first two or three or four episodes. And then we binged the rest. And it was a totally different experience when you binge it. And then with the first one, you're sitting and you're thinking about things and you're really mulling it over and you're, you're keying into the nuance and the, the subtext of things. But if you're binge watching it, you're, that's that's like five minutes ago. I, I've already moved past that. I'm thinking about something else. Um, and so I think I think you're absolutely right. I think that that 
that mentality, the binge watch mentality, even though you want to watch it in one sitting from start to finish, because as you and I are sitting here talking about it uh, two weeks later, you want to talk about it with people. You want to enjoy it from start to finish. Um, but you also have to let it breathe a little bit. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a tricky one. It's a very tricky one. Um, I kind of, I, it's funny. I encountered even a week later encountered the buffering issue. Oh, really? Not, not as bad as you. Oh uh, man. I only was... had, I only had it stop once. Like it literally came to a pause and then it, it starting up again, took it a while to get, you know, back to. Instead of pixelated, uh, crummy streaming back <laughs> yeah, up to HD the VHS sort of thing. quality, yeah. But that's a week later, so that's wow. That's some heavy viewing shit going I mean, on but right that's, there. That's good news for them. I mean, it's uh, yeah. they never released the metrics, but I know that it it went over gangbusters, and they were pretty happy about the results. So um, we know it's popular, and everybody's talking about it. Much like we were talking about Ghostbusters being in the zeitgeist around uh, Halloween time everybody is talking about stranger things, even friends of mine that are not into sci-fi or horror or even, you know, uh, eating the member berries of the eighties. Uh, like I uh, seem to always do. Um, you know, they, they loved it. They were all watching it. My parents watched it. I, I was surprised frankly that my parents watched it. Cause I was like, you guys know about stranger things. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I have to tell you that there's a new star Wars movie coming out every December. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's, it's good news for the Duffer brothers. And, uh, as, as they pointed out on, on, uh, Nerdist, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, give the Duffer brothers Ghostbusters, just let them do the next movie. They don't want to do the next movie. They don't want to do movies period because they love this form of storytelling. They love telling yeah. the, the, the mini series, you know, limited series, uh, format. And so <laughs> it's going to take some convincing. Was... When was the miniseries popular again? When was it? Oh, right, the 80s. Oh, yeah, the 80s. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. seen those guys. They were born in the 80s. I swear <laughs> to God. This is this is some real rose-colored glasses there, it's guys. Really, when you listen to Nerdist, it's pretty funny because they talk about, uh, you know, because Hardwick was born like early 70s, like 70, how old is he now? 40? something anyway but he, he's, he was he's roughly my age yeah and and you know the duffer brothers are a little bit younger than he is and and chris chris hardwick calls them out on it he's like but you guys weren't even born when ghostbusters <laughs> was out in theaters and he goes no chris that's the best part of it. all of these movies that we love we watched on vhs we sat and we watched them on our crummy yeah. little you know 10 inch tube television and, you know, that's how we experienced Star Wars. That's how we experienced uh, The Exorcist. That's how we experienced The Godfather. And so that's why they want that same feeling. They want Stranger Things to be evocative of that. The same and, thing, yeah. Uh, and it shows. I mean, it really does. And, you know, it it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that you and I talk about all the time, that I watched Ghostbusters on VHS. I never saw it in the theaters. Uh, I watched the TV edit until whatever that was, 91 or something crazy. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, it's your different experience, but it's great because you can imprint that, you can instill that upon what you are creating. And since you've had such a different experience, uh, it, it gives it that unique f- flavor, that unique um, tone. And, you know, it's, it's, it's actually kind of refreshing because we now live in the hive mind mentality of, of social media. So you will have the same experience as me. And if you don't, I'm going to call you out for it and uh, troll you. <laughs> well, that, every, that everybody was, can that have was something the different. Sh- 
Yeah, that was the shocking part watching Stranger Things is when I realized that those kids are essentially my age. In in 84, they're 13 in 84. Well, that's not? true. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I saw Ghostbusters. They're adult you. I was I was eleven, so basically we were roughly the same age. It's kind of crazy, right? Like so, which is why this show has resonated with me. All the crap they've got up on their walls and the games they're playing. I was like, "Yep, that's what I was doing." <laughs> that's <It's> correct. <laughs> uh, I I know that Dragon's Lair costs fifty cents, and that's why they call it out as being expensive. Um, um, that was that was the best part of the first series. Is we everybody at the office was very excited and watched it and. Uh, everybody's talking about it in the office the next day, and a lot of the offices, uh, you know, they're again, they're Duffer brother age at best. They yeah. they're like, we're not there for it. Uh, I was there at the same time, and then uh, uh, one of the other partners, uh, he's got eight years on me. So I, as he joke, I tell people, I run into people. It's like I saw Ghostbusters in the theater, you little young punks, and he's like, I took a date to see Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine, you in, but. Uh, we're all going blah, 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 80s. And he pulls out of his pocket. He has a Demi Gorgon figure. He actually has uh, the one they have in the funny. show from his D&D set. He's like, I have that exact same lead miniature. It's like, wow. That's the cred. Yeah, I mean, even even my peers, uh, you know, 35, 36, the same age as me, uh, we went to Dave and Buster's the other day. And uh, he was like, was Dragon's Lair a real game or did they make that up for the show? And I was like, are oh, you no. shitting me right now? <laughs> you have, oh, you poor soul. We need to, I need to show you the Dragon's Lair and Space Ra- Space Ace. And, well, yeah. And, and also it's Don Bluth. You know, this is, you and I had the same childhood. We both watched American Tale and uh, uh, Land Before Time and all of these, you know, classic Don Bluth cartoons you didn't know that this was a thing and he was like no i didn't and but it looks so good i mean it and i was like, well it was a laser disc it was the craziest thing and but because it was a laser disc the controls were and i i nerded out and he was like all right dude you just had to tell me that it was a, a real game or not i wasn't <laughs> looking for all these details i got a i got a buddy his claim to fame is that uh he completed uh dragon's lair um it's an impossible task he learned it. He learned it to the point that he, they would go in, they would put their money in the machine, and he would sit on a, a stool leaning up against the wall, and he would run the game with his foot. <laughs> okay. He just leaned back, and no, he would he would run the joystick well, it's, with it's, his foot. I was going to say it's click, all in click, timing. Click, like you just have to yep. memorize the up, the it's, right, it's the pattern. down. That's all it yeah. is. Yep. Um, and do it at the exact right time. Yeah. Think about that, kids. You're complaining about the arcade games where you can't get your combo attack in time in place or whatever. And they fooled us into putting quarters in a machine where we just had to memorize up, down, left, left, up, left, down, up, left. That was it. There was no real strategy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's all patterns. It's, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you are complaining about lag time and things like that. Uh, no, no, a, fr- a frame refreshes if your TV doesn't refresh fast enough. So you have the edge over the players that you're playing with anyway. Um, so I, oh boy. so bottom line, I think you and I might be in agreement here. Stranger things. I, I do want to go back and rewatch it. And as I've yep. said many times before, that's always my test of if I enjoyed something, if I immediately want to watch it again, Thor Ragnarok, the minute I left that theater, I'm like, I gotta see that again. That's how I know that I liked it. 
Um, so I, I'm, I'm really excited. And in fact, you and I just talking about season one and sort of the holes that I have in my memory there, I feel like it warrants going back to the start and watching from season one and yeah. doing a full rewatch, but really just pouring out, like watching one episode and then like waiting a couple of weeks and just sort of stewing over it and thinking you, you about ha- it. Yeah. You have the advantage that you have Thanksgiving coming up so you could it's parcel true. one or two out on subsequent days you can watch and you know, you got the, the Thanksgiving break and then you've got Christmas break as well that you, you can, you can go through both. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely doable unless a yeah. certain baby happens to come in the middle of that, but dum, dum, uh, dum. <laughs> no dum, dum, baby. Dum. Don't no. ruin my life yet. No. Come, baby. Let's watch Stranger Things. Your newborn eyes shall enjoy this show and no, be actually, scarred I for think, life. Uh, uh, I've told you this before. Uh, 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 I'm trying to think. You – no. Well, maybe not. My sleep patterns are kind of game dev-ish, which means I'm used to being a night owl and all yeah. that sort of thing. You might be able to – tool yourself that way too which mums love because mums need rest so there'll be a point where you'll like guess what you go to bed I'm going to sit on the couch and you got this tiny little bundle that's going to be passed out and they do not care and they will not wake up and you can just you can get yep. through one two or three episodes they that's will not wake the up they it. will not see anything it'll be uh, awesome yeah that's okay now you've given the idea that's I'm going to sit in the rocking chair and that's what I'm going to be watching at three yeah. o'clock in the morning but uh, yeah, uh, curious to hear what you guys think of Stranger Things. So if you uh, if you do call into the voicemail to uh, participate in the Loot Crate uh, contest, which will still be going on until uh, we we record next week, um, but give us give us your thoughts on Stranger Things too. Did you like it? What did you like? What did you not like? What what really spoke to you? Uh, what what made you nostalgic? Uh, we want to hear from you guys. So make sure to leave that on the voicemail. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, we, we did it again. Uh, I completely lost track of time. I looked up at our uh, our recording uh, device here, and uh, it's a long episode. <laughs> but that's fine. Why why would this be a surprise to anybody? It, is no, what I want to know. It it shouldn't be. I mean, we're you know almost two hundred episodes in here, so uh, exactly we've probably said it a hundred sometimes. But uh, yeah, it, good to talk Stranger Things. I'm sure that we'll be talking more about it uh, periodically through conversation as as it may come up. But um, yeah, what uh, what do you got in terms of final thoughts? Uh, a stray one that I had after. Uh, last week's episode, because we were going to talk Stranger Things and then uh, talked ourselves out of that. Literally, talked ourselves out of doing that. Quite, quite literally, yeah. Quite literally. And then um, I I think we're vaguely psychic. 
I think we need to go back to the episode we recorded after the first series came out, because I think you and I enthused nonstop for 10 or 15 minutes about if, when they do a second series, it'll be 1984, and the boys need to, uh, we need to see Ghostbusters in the series. I, I vividly remember you actually saying that, because I didn't make the connection when we watched the first season that it was 83, that it was Halloween of 83. Yeah. I was disappointed that that it was too early for references to Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah. but that if they moved into the next year, there needed to be Ghostbusters, well, and hey, we, we got I mean, our wish. We got our wish, but, but sort of tenfold i mean the fact that yes, ghost exactly. Corps got thanked <laughs> columbia and ghost Corps were thanked in the first two episodes the theme song kicked in uh it, it was such a presence i mean it, it kind of spilled into the third episode right it's at the end of the second one where dustin yeah yeah because he goes yeah. to the trash can and that's what kicks into the theme song for the credits yeah um so it spills into the third episode a little bit but a little um, bit. I, I mean yeah the the collaboration between and and it it may be not as big of a collaboration as we've made it out to be it sounds like the duffer brothers went to get permission they had a conversation with ivan and dan and that was the the extent of it and then however much uh, ghost core was involved past that point is is up for speculation but um yeah i how could we have known how could we have predicted what what's we what's just- going to happen in season three it's going to be 85 is it, is it going to be back to the future or are they going to be driving around into delorean and <laughs> Let's see what else was in eighty. There was a lot in eighty five. There was. Uh, okay, well, we hit so eighty four was Terminator. Eighty five was. Oh, come on! Was it the Temple of Doom? I think it so was Temple of Doom and Back do to we the get to, Future. Howard that the, be the Duck was Howard <laughs> the Duck eighty five. I don't know. Um, well, it'll be interesting because that's a. a good um, a good opportunity to bring in Indiana Jones you know again a, a, an 80s adventure classic oh oh god okay there we go Goonies was 85 Goonies yeah Aliens Fright Night was probably oh no it was 86 Aliens was 86 Fright, Fright Night. Night yeah Weird Science yeah. Uh, I'm just going through here Teen Wolf Oh, Steve. Steve Steve could become a werewolf. Steve and Teen Wolf. Uh, I hope it doesn't go in that direction. Like, I don't want it to turn into, what was it, True Blood? Where it was like, oh, that guy's a shapeshifter, and that guy's a vampire. And that I'm not guy. saying it's going that way, but let's just, yeah, there's a, sort of like Risky Business was uh, uh, touched on in, at the Halloween yeah, party. Yeah. I think I think there'll be a Teen Wolf reference in there, uh, and we'll put it, we'll put it on Steve. He's not going to be a werewolf, but I think they'll they'll get a little Teen Wolf in there somewhere. Uh, Mad Max. Oh yeah, okay. Mad Max would be Ooh. interesting. Explorers, Legend, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Cocoon, <laughs> Real Genius, Reanimator. Ooh, Cocoon. So you're saying Wilford Brimley is just going to show up some way yep. somehow? That's right. Tell the kids to check their blood sugar and eat their Quaker oats. Look, I'm fine. I want to come inside. <laughs> Uh, uh, Life Force. Uh, Life Force. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Ooh, Clue. It'll never Clue. get referenced, but I, no. I love Clue. I'm guessing uh, it's going to be back. Like, 85 is Back to the Future. Like, that's... Yeah, it is. I mean, it is at the top. That was given, right? But uh, Back to the Future... Back to the Future and Goonies, I think, are the two... 
Oh, especially oh, especially how does given that work? this. Yeah, given this crowd, Goonies references have got to get in there some. But but I I but you've seen Sean Astin in the show. How is that going to work? Those kids are going <laughs> to see Goonies and be like, that guy looks like Bob. Oh my god, he's a superhero. Yeah. He's he's been reanimated <laughs> as an actor. That is my one. That is the one dark cloud over this silver lining of how much Ghostbusters we got in this is that by referencing the movie directly, it removes any and all possibility of pretending they're the same universe. <laughs> so Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Which is always fun. Just I like the idea that, you know, they're fighting a an interdimensional incursion. Think about it. Dimensional incursions. Yeah. <laughs> One uh, Indiana. Another one was going on in New York. That was a busy year for dimensional incursions. Uh, this is true. I mean, here we are. We're trying to merge the unit. I love it. Let's, <laughs> let's figure this out. <laughs> After reading that TMNT where they're hopping. Well, oh, shit. I almost ruined it. Sorry. Don't. Oh, don't. The, z- z- uh, rewind. It's supposed to be gone anyways. Forget it. So yeah, exactly. oh, that's true. The spoiler, spoiler people. Have, anyway. That's fine. We got to end this episode anyway. It's like an Let's hour and 500 minutes now. Uh, <laughs> but all right, everybody. Um, so until next week, please, please, please. Uh, if you want to win this loot crate, uh, act now. Do not wait. Do not procrastinate. Get in that voicemail. Make sure that you leave the exact message. Yes, you will be graded upon your accuracy. And uh, yeah, make sure you do that because we will announce the winner next week. And Tell us your Stranger Things thoughts. Your Stranger Thoughts. No, that sounds weird. Don't do that. Please don't do that into our voicemail. Gross. Anyway, we'll see you guys on the other side. Who you gonna call? We got her! Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, you're gonna be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird.